I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, August 24th, 2019. The economic health of this nation has been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. This is Monitor. Monitor. Good morning. What up, fam? Listening to Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on the radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jacob Keen and Justin. Uh, Justin uh, 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 <laughs> Wagner. That's right. Justin Wagner. We had a conversation just before uh, we rolled the show, and uh, Justin made the point that uh, half the time I forget his name. So yeah. I didn't want to disappoint That's him. Okay. Just make sure, but uh, numbers make sure. appreciate that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually joined. See, this is my my perfect radio show. It's me and two millennials. No doubt that you guys are millennials. And I always wanted. I mean, that's the reason I bring the show in the way I do. What up, fam? I'm trying to be. I love that. Trying to be a hipster. I love that. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm always talking about it, but I got it. I got a trick I'm for you. Maybe I'm closer. Yeah. What? You gotta, you gotta have like a mental image or something. So like Wagner, you could do like a red wagon. Justin, Wagoner. Justin the wagon, Wagner. I wasn't gonna go there, but that's one way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, hey, whatever works. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I really don't forget his name that often. Just picture him riding. <laughs> I, but one of those. the thing of it is, I know him as Justin. He's he's the Justin to me, right? Yeah. There's only one so, Justin here. Right? Or, or, you know, that we work with. It's uh real easy to, to remember the first name but um anyway so uh we are here to talk about a little bit of the financial markets um what happened this week um still uh still in this little bit of wobbly action we've had lately wobbly meaning yeah markets go up markets go down we had a lot of yeah. these one percent up one percent down just yeah well we did finish the week out you know the first uh Last five days, we're up 2.82%. Yep. That's a, yep. a real good return for a week. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's, uh, it really has been a little here, a little there. Um, bond market's given us some strange signals. We did slip real close to an inversion again during the week. Um, yeah, we actually had we the, did it again today, right? the 10 minus 2 yeah. invert. <clears throat> We've had the 10 minus 3 month inverted for a, a long time. Lot. Yeah, probably yeah. mid-March. Yeah, and we yeah. talk about the Nike swoosh. Well, part of that little swoosh piece is that two-year, right? Right. But well, we had the, I mean, what's the 10-year at now? Is it 1.6? Yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah. right. We've seen it um, above three, and we've seen it down to one point, was it four? Real close to 1.4? Uh, maybe even worse than that. Over the last six months, the, that's pretty much the gamut for the 10-year, right. right? Well. You know what's you know what's fascinating to me is you've got so I think it's like we're up to like 
16, 17 trillion in negative yielding debt right. globally. Someone crunched the number somewhere. In 94% of global sovereign fixed income yield comes yeah. from the United States. Oh. Yeah, 94%. So we are where. We're the only ones paying on, on <laughs> their debt. Yeah, what's wrong everyone with us? Else is, <laughs> everyone else is having other people pay them to borrow. Yeah. It's wild. It, it really is. It's a, a very strange situation. Um, and to talk a little more about that 10-year, you know, when it's over 3% or at 3%, lately we've been talking about that giving us a signal of uh, expected economic growth. Uh, when it falls below that, then we start worrying a little bit about uh, what comes next. Uh, will we see economic growth? But, you know, Jacob, this is a point that I've made multiple times on this show. Uh, the short end of the yield curve actually has, has been determined to be a better indicator of uh, of economic stresses to come, um, right? Because it, basically, it's the indication the market is giving us that that um, there will be some rough sledding before we get over this. Uh, you know, we've talked yeah. about it. Uh, manufacturing numbers have have been uh, a bit questionable. Um, we've we've gotten all kind of signals from just about any measure you could. Uh, and probably the one thing that remains steady is employment and our our consumer. Right. Yeah. It's 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 kind of interesting context to me because you look at the bond market. The bond market is almost feels like it's pricing in a recession. Yeah, absolutely. And then you does. look at the equities market, and we're yeah. what three and a half percent off the all-time high. Right. Well, you can also look in the rearview mirror and say to yourself, well, we're at Roughly the same level we were in January of 2018. So, um, yeah, after January, have we seen sure. those two markets this disconnected? I, I mean, can't. I'm a young. But that's non-millennial here. Yeah, the old guy. I, I tell you what, it is really strange. In 2006 and seven, I did see. I don't know that it was as disconnected as as you're seeing now. But right. what I did see was. A lot of the folks, the talking heads, the ones that you see on TV talking about uh, the economy, and it was probably at best a 50-50 split. Uh, half of them were saying, yeah, things are great. Everything is, is perfect. It was, uh, we called it the Goldilocks market, right. you know, not too hot, not too cold, just right. Uh, I know uh, uh, Kudlow, Larry Kudlow, who is now uh, economic advisor to the president was uh, one of the one of the chief among them talking about just you know how good it was, uh, and and then you would have another person come on and say, man, the numbers look terrible. I'm I'm not sure when we're going to see it, but we're going to see some pain. So uh, you know, in the aftermath, obviously I look at Larry Kudlow a bit differently. He seemed like a Pollyanna, somebody that was a cheerleader for the market, um, and. You know, sometimes these recessions can be uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. The more people begin to believe it, the more about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the more you see. That's yeah. that's one of the key things that I'm starting to sense is you're getting you're getting you know big media reports talking about the ten to inversion. Right. I I, was, I saw something just the other day. Someone's tracking Google uh, trends. You know, oh, how you can searches. See yeah. Searches. And there was a huge, huge spike in just searches for a recession. So it's starting to mm. enter 
sort of public well, consciousness. I say it's not even just. I mean, when we meet in our four hundred one k meetings with our participants, I mean, the markets had a great year, but all they're talking about is, well, we need to make changes. We're about to go into recession. It's like, well, where are you hearing these things? Right. Right. You no, know, who have you been listening to? And that's that right. drives so much of behavior. Right. So, yeah, no doubt. That's, that's a big deal. <clears throat> it's one of the indicators <laughs> that we got this week. Consumer Sentiment Survey. Um, University of Michigan comes out with this uh, twice a month. And uh, we got the first of, of those two uh, polls this week. And um, you can basically, see it there. Yeah, basically what we saw there. was uh, the index fell to 92.1 from 98.4 in July. Uh, the decline in the index, the biggest decline, uh, was the expectations component. So there's two components of this. It's the current situation and the expectations. And for months now, we have seen current situation. People will say, yeah, everything's fine. It's doing well. But we expect it to go bad. And uh, and that's, again, what we saw this week out of uh, University of, of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey. Um, I, I'm not sure... You know, Jacob and I have this conversation quite often down in our research department. Uh, I'm not really so sure how the average person, how well connected they are and how well they understand economic signals. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to that. But as we were just saying, when you begin to expect something to happen, what do you do? You start preparing for it. Before right. you know it, you've slowed down your spending. And spending is a huge component of GDP consumption oh, yeah. um, in the two United thirds, States. Over two thirds. Yeah, you know, no. it's funny when you mention that they've got this inflation expectations component in right. this, too. And it's and a, and it's a it, specific it number. It was up. It was up. Right. In, inflation expectations right now are 2.7%. And they're asking these questions in a long-term context. Well, how do you reconcile that with the fact that the Ten years trading at one point, yeah. one point six. Especially when inflation is a yeah. component of growth, it's it's yeah. an off, you know yeah. it's a function of growth. When you have economic growth, you begin to see inflation. In fact, that's one of the things that the Fed has been looking closely at and trying to pump up with uh, with their actions in in uh, lowering interest rates, uh, and and it's not working. Usually when you see a lack of inflation, you start talking about an uh, economic slowing. And what are we at? 1.8% on the CPI at the yeah. moment. Consumer yeah. price index is 1.8. And consumers believe that inflation is going up. I, I really just don't get it. One of the things that makes them feel comfortable in their situation, whether they understand it or not, is the fact that uh, wages have grown recently by a, a clip that's faster than inflation, so they feel relatively more wealthy. And yet, you ask them, everybody knows inflation's bad, so since the future's going to be bad, inflation must be kicking up. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just <laughs> bizarre to me. I, I, yeah. I, I, the, the Probably, without numbers, the best uh, confidence you can put into this confidence report is the fact that... Uh, uh, it's you get a feel for what the consumer is thinking. Yeah, the mood. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's as good as you're gonna. Uh, right. Do. I don't What's even. The mood? I don't even need the numbers. Don't tell me what you think inflation is going to be. Just tell me if you think it's going to be better now or better in the future. Yeah. And right now, that's kind of what we're getting. It's good now. Uh, the future's not so bright. So, anyway, a, a little bit different. Uh, if you look at the numbers for the week, um, looking uh, year to date. 
Markets up 18.36%, led by technology, which is up almost 30% year-to-date. Unbelievable. At the other end of the spectrum, every sector is positive, but uh, we do have energy that's up only 3.26%. So uh, a little bit strange, but um, that's definitely where we are. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we will talk about a situation, probably have a dog of the week, so stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Money Talks. like to throw some technology out so what do you do when you uh, order goods from Amazon you come home and someone has stolen your stuff it's uh, it's too common today and um, a family in Pennsylvania got a, a real surprise this week they had ordered um, several things from Amazon uh, and they ordered a, a box of uh, dog food from Chewy they got home, and all their Amazon stuff was there, but the Chewy box was gone. They checked the video real quick. A bear had found the dog food and taken it off in the woods where it helped itself to the dog food. Pretty interesting, though. They wow. shared. They shared. You didn't realize that you were in <laughs> that nature has not left us totally behind. No. Uh, we haven't scared it all off yet. Um you didn't realize you were ordering bear food. You thought it was dog food. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they contacted Chewy, and Chewy said, "Sure, we'll uh, we'll send you box back." But uh, I I wonder I wonder if that's the best methodology at this point, and whether or not you should think about um, yeah, how you, like how you feed the dog in the yard too. Yeah, it seems like that bear is going to come back. Well, they have a keen sense of smell. Number yeah. one. And uh, if it, I guess, you know, I've never had a box of uh, dog food that I ordered that I could smell the dog food, but obviously a bear's sense of smell is much better than that. But uh, uh, you you got to know that he was just out looking around. And, you know, this is the time of year where bears begin to forage a little harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they how get long? a little coolness in the air, and they, they're going to hibernate. How long before they order Uber Eats and, like, the delivery guy gets mauled or something? <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're yeah, going to be careful what you're ordering. <laughs> yeah, they're going to train this bear. That, you know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, but this is this is the old world meets new technologies. Yeah. Wow. The things that we never thought would be a thing are now in our in our mind. You know what's interesting? You know, I live in in West Cobb, and uh, about two years ago, we had. Uh, you probably saw it if you watched the local news. Not many people do these days, but we had a bear in my neighborhood. It was just kind of hanging out, and uh, the uh, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources said, "Don't worry about it. Just uh, make sure that you keep your your garbage up, and and you'll probably be fine." But the way that uh, that they 
discovered we had a bear was another one of these cameras somebody had put up. Uh, they had wildlife in their yard. We do have deer around. There's yeah. some wild turkeys. Uh, this person saw on his camera um, a bird feeder, the seeds of which were enticing to a bear. The bear reached up and pulled it. was a shepherd's hook type bird feeder. The bear just reached up and got a hold of the uh, shepherd's hook, bent it in half, and ate all the bird seed out and went on his way. Wow. So, uh, probably not too uncommon in West Cobb, is it? A bear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty uncommon. <laughs> Did you guys see the yeah. thing uh, where a bear locked itself in someone's car? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> he couldn't get out. He just destroyed their whole car. So it's kind of the Tommy Boy deer <laughs> so wakes up in your backseat. So bad. Yeah. Uh, there was oh, another story man. this I week. I can't even imagine like getting up, ready to go for work. There's a bear inside your car. Like, Who do you even call? <laughs> the police, I guess. Yeah. Somebody, please, come take this bear out of my car. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I, it's wild. I would probably huh? just let it out and run. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't think I'd go anywhere near that car. <laughs> yeah, no, not you. Huh? No, not me. I'm sorry. Right, well, makes me for one, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, move on and talk about some finance stuff, although this is uh, fun and interesting. It is not the purpose of... For our show, uh, you are listening to Money Talks, believe it or not, and uh, we have a situation we want to talk about. Lawrence and Aria have been advised to refinance their mortgage, and uh, actually we've seen refinancing on the rise lately. Uh, you know, it, it has been the driver of that weekly report that we see from uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association where... Um, you know, we always measure new home purchases versus uh, refinancing. Um, so their home is, has been appraised at more than $350,000, and their outstanding mortgage is 250000 They have excellent credit and are considering a 30-year fixed at 3.5%, a 30-year fix with points at 3.375, a 15-year at 2.875. Uh, so... What does all that mean, Jacob? Well, mortgage rates have moved, right? Without a doubt. When you have yeah. interest rates move, you usually see the mortgage They're rates lower. move as well, right? Um, so kind of weighing these different scenarios out, uh, if, I had, if, I had that, if I had that right, they were at 425, right? Correct, yeah. So that would put their payment right now at around $1,230 a month. Okay. Let's say. So if they went with a refi. Um, Just straight with, up. Yeah, 30-year refi at, what did we, what did three we say, and three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. That's going to lower their payment for, um, from 1230 a month to 1122 a month, which in a year, I mean, that's more 1200 than bucks, yeah. $1,200 yeah, in your pockets. A month. Um, or in your savings account, preferably, right? Oh, we gotta spend it and avoid this recession, guys. Oh, is that it? We're yeah. trying to make sure we spend put in this four hundred one k. Come on, yeah. yeah but I mean, <laughs> we always make the we always make it the uh, assumption that uh, if the the lending rate is lower, you can borrow and uh, invest. And when you invest, especially you know, looking at long term returns in the stock market you should be better off, especially over a 30-year span. Yeah. So I, there's, there's going to be opportunities for a lot of people to do something that simple. Now, if you're talking about the, the point 
we mentioned a point, sure, you get a yeah. little lower rate where you're going to pay that upfront on yep. the value of the loan. Right. So that makes sense if you know you're going to be in your house for a while. Right. Because you're going to pay it up front. One point is approximately a 1%, yeah. basically. So on $100,000, it's $1,000 you pay up front. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say the difference between the, the annual difference between the 3.5% rate and the 3.375% rate is only 30, 40 bucks. You know? Right. You got, you'd have to be in there long enough to make up for the thousand that you're paying up front. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. And time value money tells us that a dollar tomorrow is actually worth less than a dollar today. Right. And then as far as the 15-year option, your payments are going to be higher, but if you can manage, then yeah. get your... Right. And, well, <laughs> I mean, a lot less than you know, interest. one yeah. of the things that, that a lot of folks struggle with is the fact, and I know Dr. Gene used to say it all the time, you know, folks would call in and say, um, you know, I'm kind of a, a depression-minded person. And they wouldn't call themselves that, but that's the way we look at them. Uh, don't want to don't want uh, to have a mortgage, and you know couldn't sleep at night because I have a mortgage. Doctor Gene would always say, "Well, I couldn't sleep at night if I didn't have a mortgage," and especially when you think about the three and a half percent, that's pretty cheap money, especially so cheap. if you think about yeah, I mean without a doubt. Uh, well, historically, even relative to a year ago, right? This is cheap yeah, money. That's this is cheap money. Uh, well, especially when there's equities out there that are yielding 5 6%. Exactly. You can get a dividend that, yeah. that on an annual basis that will pay you more than the than the mortgage. Yeah. Um, you know, it it really as as long as it's manageable and if something went wrong, you could actually unwind it and and pay the mortgage. Um, it, it, you know, it really doesn't make sense not to have a mortgage in this case. And yeah. I I think just Speaking in a broader context, I mean, we're basically telling people right now there's probably a good opportunity to refinance. I think Justin even told us. Yeah, that he, I mean, we we dropped in seven, eight months. We bought our house in November of last year, so we locked our rate for, I believe, 4.7 in October. We just refied for 3.68. I wow. mean, and that's, that's not lower. even one year. Yeah. yeah. I that's mean, that's meaningful. a big move. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in that boat, too. Yeah. And, and, there's there's no reason to think that you can't. I mean, if if there's a meaningful di- difference, go ahead and do it. But I I think uh, I I <laughs> we saw this story what past week week or so, Troy, in Denmark you can get a oh, mortgage yeah. for a negative rate. I, I struggle to wrap my right. head around that. I, I'm trying to understand right. exactly how that works. <laughs> yeah, a negative um, rate. So uh, I mean, if you look at global yields and kind of the conversation we had about U.S. yields, it kind of feels like the path of least resistance is lower right. here. Um, but uh, like I said, it, it's a good idea to go ahead and take advantage of the rates being so, lower so where they are now. Yeah, let's think about that since it seems like it might be a fun exercise. You get a mortgage, and the principal payment is, let's just say for simplicity's sake, say it's $500 a month mm-hmm. principal. But since you have a negative rate, you pay less yep. than the principal, and you're still paying off the mortgage. That's what it's got to be, right? It's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah just, I guess. Just unbelievable. It's, it's nonsensical. Uh, well, you know what's going to happen in that case. Uh, the market is not foolish. They know that uh, that's going to be the case. The house price goes up, right? 
Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we've seen. That's what right. we've seen even in, in our local markets. Uh, well, as you know, we, interest you can rates buy fall. a lot more house for the same we amount. We talk about of money. rates that's true. Rate going down for loans, but what, what about our retired people and fixed income? Ooh, and and that's you know we we're losing entire generations of retirees with the low yield environment we're in. I think that's no doubt. That's a whole yeah. That's a whole another. That's a whole Pandora's box yeah. unto itself. Yeah. Well, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, let's talk a little more about that. Uh, you're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. At Hensler Norton Insurance, we recognize the importance of both quality and value when it comes to selecting insurance. As a full-service insurance agency, we provide various types of policies, such as homeowners and auto insurance, as well as umbrella policies to ensure that you're not exposed to unexpected gaps in coverage. By providing clients with custom policies that meet their personal insurance needs, we provide them the tools required to protect the most significant investments in their lives. When you choose Hensler Norton Insurance, you are choosing a team of committed professionals who will prepare a customized risk management plan tailored to your unique situation. To learn more about the many features and types of coverage available to you, contact us at 770-429-9166. That's 770-429-9166. I got you a limited edition concert tee. Even got it signed. Oh, let me see. Oh, wait. This is extra large. I'm a small. Yeah, but this way we can both wear it. One size rarely fits all. Why buy an investment portfolio that only caters to the majority? Hensler Financial applies our investment philosophy to your circumstances. Therefore, your plan is customized for your future. A plan designed uniquely for you by a firm built with your needs in mind. Visit Hensler.com. That's H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. It's good. This is Money Talks. Welcome back. You're listening to Money Talks. Um, I want you to hit a few bars on that trap beat yeah. right there, Troy. <laughs> trap beat. <laughs> yeah. You, you like that one, do you? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's because I'm uh, a wannabe millennial, just like uh, you. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that must I, be I thought you were going to do like a diss track on Luis. No. no that, intern. That'd be a that'd be a no. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, I, number one, I I can't compete with Luis. He's got hot bars. No, 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 we need to have Troy do a mixtape for one of these yeah. sometime. As we the should. Intro. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's. I mean, you're you're multi talented. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Clearly. Music is uh, clearly not <laughs> one of those talents. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm multi-talented. Uh, my wife tells me to take the trash out. I'll do that. Um, good listener. Yeah, That's good. go get some food. I mean, I can, I can, I can drive. I Actually, can this, take out trash. This I man can, can drive. Yeah, well, I know. He's yeah. He's a we. He's an amateur race car driver. Oh, this really? man. Yeah. yeah, we do take the uh, KSU Motorsports team to uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park. Uh, we've done that once a year for the last two years, and it is a blast to have, uh, I think you have those kids. I think you would have won had that kid not spun, spun me out. out. Yeah, well, yeah. You, know, you get spun out here and there. It's, it's, you know, it's racing, right? That's, that's right. It's dirty tactics, though. It, dirty it tactics. really is. All right, well, uh, you guys here on the line, I, I'm Troy Harmon, uh, talking to uh, Jacob Keene, 
and uh, Justin Wagner, uh, Jacob, who just recently had some great news, actually. Congratulations, Jacob. Uh, he has passed level three of the CFA, the Chartered Financial uh, Analyst uh, exam, and uh, that's an awesome feat. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty small group of people. It's a global um, a global certification, if you will, uh, about finance. It's uh, it's highly revered in the industry. And uh, Jacob, congratulations on that. Thank in you. In the next Thank you. few weeks, I would assume you're going to be able to use Legit. that designa- designation. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but that's about as high as it gets in our industry. I mean, yeah. CFA, it's you can't do much more, right? That's correct. Yep. That's, yeah. that's awesome. It is awesome stuff. It's a big deal. So congratulations again. I had to rub my eyes a few times. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. got the email and <laughs> yeah. thought it was, thought it was not real. Is that on it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't open the wrong email. <laughs> no doubt. Well, again, congratulations. Appreciate that. Uh, we would love to hear from you if you have financial questions. We like to answer those on the air. Uh, we have a question hotline you can call. The number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works uh, you call, you'll hear a uh, recorded message. You leave your message, including your question. We uh, play it on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, if you would like to speak to a human, you can do that as well. 770-429-9166 is the number for that. And uh, if you want advice, our asset management advice, Jacob takes care of uh, clients that uh, just want asset management, no financial planning. Uh, Justin is uh, works in our 401k department, so if you had questions about 401ks, uh, the plan in general, um, you can call that number again, 770-429-9166. Ask for Justin Wagner, and he can help you with those uh, retirement kind of questions. Uh, if you don't want to use your phone at all, uh, except maybe to email, you can email us at drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And we have a website that's got lots of information on it, hensler.com, spelled again, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And uh, you can go on there if the question's broad enough. You can probably find an answer to that question on our website. So, uh, guys... When we last spoke, we were talking about uh, changes in interest rate and how it's interest rates and how it's gotten uh, even recent, relatively recent home buyers to the point where they could uh, refinance and, and actually improve their situation. Uh, we talked about points, a point being a percentage, usually one, one and a half, sometimes two points you can pay just to pay down the long term. Uh, interest rate on your mortgage, you need to, as Jacob pointed out, you need to make sure that if you pay that money up front, uh, you know, it doesn't take you forever to uh, to get a, a benefit out of it. Right. Uh, Got to do a little math. Um, as I tell my kids, math is everywhere. Don't be afraid <laughs> of it. If you uh, have questions with that, we'd love to help you on that, too. You can, again, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to help you there. Um, I think the other thing that we started to think about is like so you've got on the one side it's cheaper to borrow but if you're a right. saver yeah yep. if you're in retirement this is not a good thing it's a difficult environment yep. and um off air briefly uh, justin mentioned he thinks he's going to force people into equities well i, mean, I think it has yeah, been and I, yeah. think, I, think it, I think it continues to do that quite yeah. frankly i mean do you have people that need this yield especially in retirement 
And whether that's high-yield junk bonds or it's equities, I mean, they're forced to go into more aggressive investments that may not be where they want to go, but right. they have no other choice. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I think that can be dangerous. It can, no doubt. I, think, I don't think we'd encourage that sort of no, I, <laughs> yield chasing you know, generally, in this environment. Yeah, really. not in this environment for sure. Now, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, one of those things we have seen uh, for quite a few years now. Uh, where it's difficult to get, uh, you know, here's this is kind of my benchmark, if you will, uh, is inflation. When uh, when you're growing your wealth, you want to invest in equities that that beat inflation, right? right. So if inflation's around two percent, which it is right now, I say around, it's kind of a loose figure, one point eight, I think, if you want to be precise. Uh, if you can beat inflation by five to eight uh, percent, life is good. You're growing your wealth. But if you've got that money that you need, and we talk about the 10-year rule on the show quite a bit, uh, if you've got that money that you need for spending in the next 10 years, next five years, next seven years, whatever you want to make it, understand that you still want to make the equivalent of inflation. So inflation truly is the benchmark in finance in general. But it's been difficult to find investments that will match your spending needs and still give you a rate of return that is equivalent or better than that of inflation. Yeah, I mean, we had that we had that brief period. We had that what was it? I roughly a year ago. Yeah, where and you could have got a five year brief. where we had we had clients locking in five year CDs at what three and a half? Yeah, three and a half, right close to the three forty five, something like that. Right, that yeah. that seems long gone. But at least at that point, you locked in that yield for the next five years. That's right. Which it looks like is going to be inflation. Yeah. Right. So you're accomplishing. Looks like it, it has beaten inflation so far. So far, and it looks like yeah, good for a while. I mean, even if you go by what the consumers are saying, two seven, two seven. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at the same time, while you don't want people to go into these more risky, higher yield investments, at the same time, you don't want them sitting in a savings account or something that's earning a quarter yeah, or half a money percent market because account. yeah. Again, we talk about inflation. I talk about it with people all the time. I'll just put my money in a money market account. That well, I'm like, well, how much is that? I don't know, maybe quarter, half percent. Well, you're losing well over a percent right. every single year. Yeah, this in is purchasing power. This I mean, is a, a conversation similar to that that you might have had with an uncle at a at a picnic, right? I think the safest place for me to save my money is under in my a, mattress. Yeah, in my backyard. mattress or right. in a jar in the backyard. Well, guess yeah. what? You lose purchasing power every right now. One point eight percent. Yeah, every per year. year. Because you buried your money in your backyard. Correct. You have to make that inflationary-type uh, return in order for you just to stay level with yep. your wealth. So um, I, I think it's healthy to think about all of these things. Yep. Um, and, and the biggest point to be made here is when you reach for that real income, that current yield. income, if you yep. will, yield, call it what you will, you're actually taking more risk. You're, you're taking more risk than the treasury, which we consider risk-free. Um, when you reach, when you go to that high yield, and right now, what's happening in the in the credit market, Jacob? You're seeing spreads, right? And we Is talk it, about a spread all yeah. the time. It's the yield that's paid in excess of treasury for a similar maturing bond. And spreads are getting a little wider. Little, little bit wider. Little yeah. bit wider. But what happens sure. when things get really rough? They it, get real wide. Well, it sounds fantastic right now, right? Oh, okay, 
10-year treasuries at 1.6. Yeah. And I can go in the high-yield market and maybe get 3.6. Right. right? Yeah, it's, Four, you're right. Somewhere around there. That Probably. sounds great. But let's go back to what's the worst-case scenario, yeah. which equities were down, what, cut in half right. in 2008, 2009? Yep. Well, high-yield was down over 30%. Yeah, so, for, a, for a bond, that's mm-hmm. horrible. And, yep. and, and the less risky bonds were actually up in that period. Correct. Uh, flight because to quality, this is the way it works. was working their way into, they're like, right. oh, what did I buy? Not, what did I buy? Not all income and not all dividends right. are created equal. Right. And that's Absolutely. what's really important for people to know. If, yeah. you, if you look at a piece of paper, I can get 4% on this. You may want to look more into how you're getting that 4%. Right. Yep. No doubt. Yeah, you're taking risk. No doubt. Yeah. And and uh, same thing for dividend payments on an on an equity, which right. is another one of those points. Right. Uh, How are those equities, dividends getting paid? Equity prices fluctuate a lot more right. than bond prices. As Jacob, you mentioned, uh, one of the hardest hit spaces in our previous uh, recession back in 2008 and 9 was financials. That's where much of that dividend was sourced back in those days. Right. And uh, and they all got beaten up really badly. Uh, you know, even even the dividend payers that normally don't have an issue like that uh, had an issue like that because financials just got beaten no. up. All right. Well, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some financial questions from our listeners. You're listening to Money Talks. the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. No rest for the wicked. I guess that's uh, probably a good segue into our uh, financial discussion. Or is it money don't grow on trees? Which which of those was um, the key here? Money I, truly does not grow on trees. Uh, that'd be nice, but no, it doesn't. Yeah, unless you're an almond farmer, and then they could probably make the argument just to the contrary, right? That's true. Don't those things take a lot of water, though? They do. I'm, you know, I'm again not a millennial, so I don't look at things as oh. you know like Captain Planet did. But um, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear some more of it. Here we oh, go. Okay. Why don't we just Here move we forward? Why, 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 don't you just, why don't you just put us in a box? Yep. No, no. Yeah. I, uh, there's, there's no, yeah. no box. Let me, let me, let me eat my vegan snacks over here <laughs> with some avocado, <laughs> yeah, avocado, yeah. avocado toast. Yeah. yeah. Drive okay. off in your jeep. Yeah. Both of you have a beard, by the way. I gotta bring that he up. He gets us every this time. Is, it's me and Nick, or me and uh, I mean, doesn't matter. Every you time. have a mustache. I don't. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's the mustache alone has been out since the eighties. Yeah, it's a little, he's, it's a little yeah. dated. You might want to. Well, I mean, right, what was yeah. that show? Chips. 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 He's rocking that stash, yeah, guys. The, I don't know if you know what Troy looks like, but yeah, it's a scary thing. It's but sneak chips. Yeah, it's, it's imposing. Yeah. Anyway, if you have a financial question you would like for us to answer, you can reach us on our question hotline one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. You uh, call in, leave your message, including your question. We play it on the air and answer right behind it. You can reach a real person at 770-429-9166. That's also the way that you can reach us if you have a specific question, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. 
And you can also email us, drgenehensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, hensler.com, and figure that one out, too. We have a question here from John, who is from Atlanta. says, I've been brought on as a senior VP, CFO for a growing small business, privately owned, uh, roughly 75 employees. The retirement options are sorely lacking what can you tell me about getting management on board with a 401k plan? These are important questions these yep. days because uh, in a job market that is as tight as we have today, it's very important uh, to make your decision not based solely on the amount that you're being offered as salary or salary and bonus, but also what comes with it. Uh, you know, having having a good uh package of uh, retirement, health care benefits, various things like that is important. And Justin, this just happens to be in your wheelhouse, right? Yeah, you know, this this is an environment where 42% of all Americans have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. Yeah, it's sad. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a big it's a big issue. Like 25% of people have absolutely Nothing. no savings Correct. for retirement. Yeah, sad. And, and also no pension. Pensions right. have Pensions are disappearing, and that's why it's more and more important for companies to offer 401k plans. Right. Um, so, you know, how how do you talk? How do you talk a, a manager of a business into this? I mean, 75 employees—that's pretty big business. They, you know, they should be able to It's still technically considered that. a small company, but in terms of especially pricing, I know that one of the big arguments: well, 401ks are expensive. Well, the the more participants you have, the more assets you have, the more flow you have, the more record keepers, which would be companies like Transamerica, Fidelity, John Hancock, the ones that hold those 401k plan assets within the plans, they're more willing to lower their fees. Right. Um, and, and you can, and us as the advisor, we work with the client and kind of beat these companies up to lower the fees from the Fidelities and from the Transamerica. Right. I mean, that's part of our job. And the other thing is, just because you can help design a plan, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case that the company pays for everything either. Correct. Many of those fees are are uh, paid by the plan participants. And Correct. when you have that many, you can actually spread them over Correct. Uh, quite a swath of individuals. So it's not a huge expense. And there's choices. You know, almost every participant is <coughs> going to pay the fund fees within the mutual funds that they have their assets in. Sure, but and that's the expense ratio. That's you the expense see. ratio. Correct. Right. But the other fees, such as record-keeping fees, administrative fees, advisor fees, I mean, those can be shared by the participants. They can be shared by the company. But it's important if you are looking to work somewhere that the company you're looking to work for at least offers a retirement plan, Yeah. whether it's a simple, whether it's a 401K, anything like that. Yeah, the, uh, one of the other things that you can know is uh, there are a lot of mutual funds. If you're in a plan like that that have – Share classes that that have very low expenses, expense ratios, right. and and they do it just specifically for this situation. Plus, you've got a lot of mutual funds, especially if they index, if they follow an index, uh, that are that have fees that are similar to an exchange traded fund. And these days, we know right. that those can be very very inexpensive. Correct. So, uh, you know, there are options if you've got a business and and you want to step it up to uh, offer. Uh, a, an awesome benefit to your employees that they they couldn't necessarily get, um, you know. Otherwise, right. it's it's. Uh, well, I mean, and you it's, can, it's also for for the management team. I mean, a 401k you can right. save more pre-tax and Roth in a 401k than you can in any other 
investment vehicle. So that in of itself, it benefits the management team or the higher higher compensated employees along with the rank right. of file. And so there are some specific rules that disallow you from saving correct. Uh, money into a fund without allowing everyone in the in the company safe to harbor save. rules would, would be one of those. That's when the company has to, by law, provide a match to everybody up to 100%, up to 3%. Um, or there's different variations of that rule. But, again, if the company offers a 401k and offers a match, that's that's a big deal. Because, by law, no company has to offer a match. And they don't have to offer, offer a 401k either. Yeah. So... All right. Well, thank you, Justin. Um, and hopefully, John, that uh, that gives you a little bit of of uh, ammunition to go back and talk to your managers with and um, hope you get that 401k plan going. Uh, if you do have questions in regard to that, again, you can call us 770-429-9166. Again, ask for Justin Wagner, and he can help you out with all those sorts of things. Uh, we got another question here. Adam from Woodstock says, uh, cash flows from bank loan ETFs have been negative for 30 quarters. Uh, that's a long time. Uh, I think it's going to turn around. Is now the time to buy? Specifically, I'm looking at Invesco Senior Loan ETF and Highland Ibox Senior Loan ETF. So, Jacob, this is more of a question that uh, might be something you can help us answer. They're both exchange-traded funds, so surely we're talking about Low fees. Whoa. What's behind them? That's the, what's the investment class? So senior loans, right, are yep. typically, these are going to be to, you know, fairly, if you're talking these ETFs, they're going to be to fairly sizable companies. They're bank okay. loans, loan right. rate, bank loans. So a bank loan gets in front front of the line if, uh, if there ever is any kind of a bankruptcy. If, so this is not real risky, right? Well, in... <laughs> <laughs> it, so, as as I think was what mentioned, you're saying is um, that's uh, not it's, true. <laughs> it, it, uh, what I want to say is this is just a horrific area of the market. Honestly, I would agree with that um, at this point because basically what you're doing with the bank loan, right? Yeah, you actually make more money if rates are going up. Well, rates are not have not been going up. Right. What you are doing is you're taking a sizable amount of credit and liquidity risk. Right. Okay. So. Bank loans don't trade on like your normal exchange. I can't just call up Schwab and be like, I want to get some bank loans. As this far is not as like a bond. What's within these ETFs? So some of these take two weeks to clear the trade. Sure. You're hoping you've got a counterparty if you're selling. <laughs> or so you, while it might take you a little while to get in, if things go bad and you're trying to sell, what are you saying? Are you saying that this uh, might take forever? You, yeah, you might ha- you might be end up taking a haircut, and I I guess. What we mentioned before as far as credit spreads and thinking in the bond market going out the risk curve, right. we're not encouraging that right now. And this right. would be the furthest out the risk. You're kind of exchanging interest rate risk for a lot of credit and liquidity risk. I mean, if you look at what's in here as far as credit ratings, it's like two-thirds junk rated. And then if you look at... Yeah, what, what I've seen is like 50% is double B. And then double B oh. is below the triple B. Oh. Some of the holdings in, in both of these... Yeah. Funds. We got forty percent B, and then another like six percent below B are not rated. Yeah. So all these. of it in the speculative rating. It's, it's yeah. I mean, almost all the, and, the and, holdings in these are junk. We don't want to say with high conviction that we think credit spreads are going to widen, but what we're starting to see is delinquency rates on these commercial industrial loans are on the rise. So yeah. No doubt. I'd say. Don't yeah. buy the dip here. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Uh, I'm saying the market's going to be up this week. What do you guys say? 
Yes. Always up. Come on. All right. We'll see you up. Everybody up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.